Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little bit more sports as we are talking week 11, really week 11 in the National Football League. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today, Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am doing well, thank you. All right, great to have you. And rounding out the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? I'm doing good. All right. Uh, we're running a little bit behind, so what do you say we skip the usual formalities and just uh, jump right into it? And this Thursday game... Yeah, you're getting it right down to business. Uh, Thursday night game, New England Patriots uh, head to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons coming off a absolute dung heap of a performance, just got blown out by the... By the Dallas Cowboys. Meanwhile, the New England Patriots did a little bit of blowing out of their own to the Cleveland Browns. And I was on the Patriots last week, but I got to say, man, the, the Mac Jones, if he ends up being for real, this is just going to be beyond irritating because that was easily that that was the first game where he actually, I think, proved it to it, it. It's not just Patriots fans anymore going, oh, man, this man's pretty good. I'm so goddamn pissed off if this is like a, a, a very good NFL quarterback that plays for the Patriots. I'm going to be so goddamn pissed off. Yeah, ugh, it would be bad. Uh, that said, I kind of like the Falcons this week getting the seven at home. The Falcons, statistically against the spread, apparently are week on, week off team. Last week they were off. Hopefully this week they're on. And I know it's Bill Belichick, but it's a rookie quarterback laying a touchdown on the road on a short week. I mean, I like the, everything's yeah, here is telling like me to take the Falcons. Seven's, seven's too much, isn't it? Like, shouldn't this be like you know three or four? Well, the, what was the combined like Falcons loss to uh, Patriots I, I, I win last week, right? Because about, about an eighty-point swing between how the two teams did last week. I understand that, but. I don't know. Seven point favorite on the road. Like, are the Patriots good enough? Or the Falcons? I, I know the Falcons are not good by the numbers, but their record is okay. Um, are the Falcons bad enough to be a seven point home dog on Thursday? I don't know. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, that's why I think Atlanta might be one of my five. Uh, tail of the tape. Uh, Falcons four and five against the spread. Same as their actual record. Like you know, like I said, they're a one week on kind of one week off team. Patriots six and four, so you know, decent against the spread. Uh, DVOA wise, New England all the way up to fifth this week in DVOA. My goodness, the Atlanta Falcons back in dead last. So that would. Uh, yeah, I just I really I really like the Falcons here. I just I think I think the plus seven is a bit too much. And, you know, DVOA would suggest that I'm wrong. Maybe it should be a little bit higher because it's 5 versus 32. But I, I don't know. I kind of like it. Billy, what do you think about uh, the Falcons uh, getting 7 at home on Thursday? 7 at home on a Thursday. There's not a lot of situations I want to pass that up. And and New England has played, you know, decent. Uh, and Atlanta's looked poor. Uh, but I still think they're both NFL football teams. And getting 7 points on a short week like this, I, I think you got to just take Atlanta. All right, uh, moving on to the Sunday afternoon games. First off, the San Francisco 49ers coming off a pretty impressive win, I would say. And, you know, a lot of us, I know I, I was uh, had a little consternation about uh, Kyle Shanahan and a little bit of his win-loss record, but, you know, he showed up there in the Week 10. Here he's getting a little bit of a softball, you know, assuming, although it is a, uh, you know, West Coast team traveling east into the hot, hotness of Florida. Uh, the Niners, they're laying six on the road against Jacksonville. Craig, how do you feel about this one? I'm going to say Niners. 
I thought about this one back and forth a couple times, but I'm going to say Niners. I just, like, this Jacksonville team is stupid. And I understand that they had a win against Buffalo and a close loss against the Colts, but I just think they're due for one of their patented Jag stinkers. So, Niners. That, man, I had I had the Colts, obviously, and, and the, the minus 10, and got backdoored a little bit. But that was, although it's not technically a backdoor, because I think – the Jacksonville had the ball with the game less than a score. So that's not an official backdoor, but boy, it sure felt like a backdoor because Wentz was abysmal in that second half and it didn't end up mattering because the Jacksonville Jaguars are also terrible. And the Colts defense is absolutely legit. The DVOA for this, Indianapolis is 10th, Jacksonville 28th. Spread-wise, Colts are... Six and four against the spread, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are four and five against the spread. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, doing pretty well against some of these high lines. Billy, what do you think about the San Francisco 49ers laying six? And I gave it the Colts record. I don't know why. Uh, the Niners are actually, because they're playing the Niners, the Niners are actually three and six against the spread. So the Jaguars much better against the spread than the, uh, the Niners who are laying six, Bill. Yeah, I'm on the Niners here. Um, I think, like Craig said, Jacksonville, they're not a good team. They had a couple of games that they didn't look horrible, but they are, in fact, horrible. And I think we'll see them regress towards the uh, the mean a little bit or even to where they should be. And the Niners, I think, are capable. So even though the Niners are on the road, I'm willing to lay the touchdown with them. All right, so you guys are both on the Niners. Well, I'm... The Niners are going from California to Florida. Play a one o'clock start would be a concern. Hot, hot Florida too. Yeah. Uh, I for reasons like that, I think I like Jacksonville. I think I'm gonna fade fade you guys and, and say Jacksonville's plus the six. That's the side that I like on this one, but not enough to be my. Uh, certainly not enough to be my my one of my five. Next up, the Washington Football Team coming off a huge upset of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home as nine-point underdogs. They head to Carolina to take on the Panthers and the newly resurgent Cam Newton, maybe, threw a, ran for a rushing touchdown on his first rushing attempt and then threw a touchdown pass on his first pass attempt in his second stint in Carolina. It was fun to see. I don't know how much uh, they're going to be relying on Cam Newton as we go forward. But the Panthers are currently laying three and a half. Newton's going to start this game, it looks like. Oh, interesting. That'll be interesting to see how that goes. We'll have to keep an eye on this one for sure. No Chase Young for this one. He's out for the season with a torn ACL. Just terrible. Can't have nice things in Washington. Yeah, really, really lousy news there. But is Cam Newton, having been in the organization this second time, for seven days or whatever he's been there, is he a better starting option than P.J. Walker? I don't think Walker's bad. But according to uh, what's been reported today, uh, it looks so rule said to reporters that both Newton and Walker are being prepped to start. But according to uh, some reporting that's been done today, it looks like Newton is going to be the guy. So uh, they're going to announce that as soon as perhaps even tomorrow who are recording this on uh, on Wednesday evening. So I think Newton's going to be the starting quarterback. Do with that information what you will. Yeah, I kind of I don't know. I like Newton, but I, I just gotta I, I gotta see it. Like, let's wait. I gotta wait and see on this before I start putting any money on it because, man, he dirted some balls last year in New England. That was that was sure not great stuff. Now that being said, him getting into the end zone, saying "I don't care," ripping off the helmet and doing the "I'm back" thing into the camera—that was dope. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was, was super dope. Cool. 
And I'm glad they didn't flag him for it, because, you know, in all of the... Oh, they did. Oh, they did? Oh, never mind. I I missed that part. I thought they I thought they didn't. Yeah, what's happened, though, with the way that they've changed kickoffs and the rules surrounding kickoffs is, yeah, you're less likely to get touchback there, but because of, you know, what, the way that they've made kickoffs safer, they always pretty much always wind up at the 25 anyway. So excessive celebration penalties really aren't that big a deal. Yeah, um, other than they're making the game lame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. I just mean in that very particular situation, they're not that big a deal. But uh, from a, an ethic perspective, I just mean football-wise, from a perspective of how I enjoy to watch football, yes, that is it is incredibly stupid. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Panthers five and five against the spread. Washington two and seven. Blech. Although they covered last week, had them last week. I did. Uh, as far as DVOA, the Washington football team twenty second, Carolina nineteen. So that is close. Carolina three and a half, getting the half point hook. Billy, where are you on this one? Yeah, I was kind of back and forth on this. They're both coming off some some nice wins last week against teams that I wasn't expecting. Um, so I, I think I like Carolina here. Um, you're you're giving up a few points, but I think they're just better. I think the the questionable quarterback going into it. I'm gonna have faith in Newton. He looked okay, so I'll go with Carolina. I don't think Washington's gonna be able to move the ball that well. Craig, any strong feelings on this one? Ah, uh, you know, not really. Um, I think. I think it's 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 the the Panthers for me. Uh, I just think that this is a going to be a game where we don't see a lot of points. But b um, I don't trust Washington's offense right now. I will say that Antonio Gibson looked a lot better on Sunday. He's been battling that shin thing all year, but coming mm. off the bye week, he looked a lot more mm-hmm. like the, the Antonio Gibson we know. Mm. Uh, so I would be hopeful that continues for Washington and. Here's where I'm at with Heineke, I guess, is if he's your backup quarterback, that's okay. Like, you know, I think he's one of the 64 best quarterbacks in the world. Um, he's somewhere maybe in the, you know, 40-ish to 50-ish range. But if he's your starting quarterback week after week after week, like he has been with Ryan Fitzpatrick out for as long as he, as long as he has been, you're going to get into a bad way. And look, they, they won and Heineke played well against Tampa Bay, but I still don't trust this offense. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right about the Heineke thing, and I think Carolina's the side too, but I just I don't have a strong enough opinion. I'm not going to have a lot of money on this game. I'll have some money because I bet on every game because I'm a maniac, but uh, probably not as much as – probably not as many units as I'll have on other games. Going to have a few units on this one, though, Bill. The Green Bay Packers head into Minnesota to take on your boys, the Vikings. Packers laying two and a half. Uh, I want the Vikings, and I want them bad. This week. Now, I know this comes with a little bit of risk because your boys are a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team. You don't know which team's going to show up this week. But I'm going to trust the Vikings at home getting points against the Packers, who did not look good last week. Some of that was, you know, let that be a reminder to you children. Even guys like Aaron Rodgers need to practice. Uh, even though, I mean, he did nearly have 300 yards. But I, no touchdown passes and the interception was kind of bad. And, and that game against the Seahawks, geez, what an abysmal slog that was that if i could like retroactively award the scott hansen game of the week where i would say scott hansen do not like i felt like doing that during packers and uh during packers and seahawks and i was kind of excited about that game but it was bad uh vikings had a really nice game against the chargers and they've had some nice games this year i think they're 
a pretty decent team. Uh, the Packers, like I said, it was an ugly situation for them against Seattle. So I think I'm going to take the Vikings here. I, I think they're better than Green Bay, even when Green Bay's at full strength. And Green Bay won't be at full strength because everyone's saying, oh, yeah, you just plug in A.J. Dillon for Aaron Jones and you're going to be fine. Aaron Jones does so much for them in the passing game. Like, he's the second best pass catcher, I think, on the roster, isn't he? Isn't that, like, absolutely pretty pretty clear? Uh, yeah, I like I like the Vikings in this game a lot. Uh, DVOA would agree with you, Craig, as Minnesota is ranked ninth and Green Bay is ranked 12th. Uh, tail of the tape as far as the spreads go, the Green Bay Packers are nine and one, a glorious nine and one against the spread. They even covered the uh, the silly uh, Jordan Love game. And the Vikings are 5-4, and four, so both uh, two solid teams against the spread, with the Packers being the best team so far, ATS. I'm f- still fading them this week. Billy, how do you feel about your boys uh, hosting, hosting them as a home dog? Well, you hit it with the Jekyll and Hyde thing, but the reality is I'm getting points to bet a team that's higher in DVOA at home. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer from a statistical standpoint. Um, but any given Sunday, you can see some pretty poor performance out of a lot of these Vikings, so... Uh, I, I have faith they they you know they kept close games almost all year. Uh, I think they could easily be a you know eight and maybe a seven and eight two right now. They could yeah. be seven and like they need yeah. do not very much to go very very slightly differently for them to be eight and two or seven and three right now. If you look just just looking back on the games they've lost, they haven't lost by more than a touchdown all season. They've yeah. lost in overtime twice. Um, that Now, to be fair, they've won in overtime once, and they've won in a last-second field goal once. But other than the uh, game against Cleveland, where they lost by seven, every other game that they've lost has been within a field goal. Within a field goal. Like, yeah, they got to have a bit it, more finish. It, it, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you, when you say the Jekyll and Hyde thing, they lost to Cooper Rush at home on Sunday Night Football. You know, like so, they've got to they've got to be better than that. We'll see if they can do it against uh, against a Packer team that um, has had two weeks in a row on offense where they have not looked very good. Yeah, the defense yeah, I... looks very good for Green Bay. The defense looks very good. Yeah, I think the Green Bay defense might actually be legit, which is kind of scary. I think I read a stat somewhere, Billy, that said that the Minnesota Vikings are the only team in this NFL season that have led by at least a touchdown in every game. So. Yes, that is that is true. I saw that uh, I saw that during the broadcast. They've been up by seven points in every game they've played, hmm. um, which is something. And I think they've been ahead in the fourth quarter in every game they've played, other than the Cleveland game. Yeah. Oh, really and got... maybe they were ahead against Cincinnati, but they were tied in the fourth quarter. But yeah, it's um, it's just it's the situation. They played a lot of close games, and yeah, they've won some of them, but they've had some pretty bad breaks too. Uh, next up, my beloved Detroit Lions coming off a tie, which I guess is sort of a win for them. Can't can't you know set the 0-17 season, I guess, which is yeah. what they were kind of booking for. But they can still they can still tie the record for most losses in an NFL season. True, yeah, their own record for most. Lo- <laughs> yeah, God, I could have I could have picked. Also share that record. Yeah, I could have picked any team in the league. I could have picked any team in the league, you guys. And this is the team I've I've saddled my uh, my I've hitched my wagon to. My God, You're not alone. There's a lot of people that are like, oh man, like a lot of people our age, are like, oh man, Barry Sanders is cool. This is gonna be the team I cheer for. And yeah, it's been a fucking 
for 20 years. Yeah, and the people down in like Win, people down in Windsor, right? You know, like they just because of yeah. the close proximity, they they loves them some Detroit Lions. It's oh, those poor those poor Windsor well, type of folks. All the Detroit teams there, right? So true. What I will say about is you've had some pretty cool players go through the Tigers, even though they haven't won the World Series. But yeah, some pretty cool players go through there. The Red Wings have won the Stanley Cup four times in the last 25 years. It's yeah. not bad. The Pistons have won the title once and had some pretty, you know, compelling teams. And But uh, the Lions thing has not gone as well. No, it's awful. Uh, they're playing the Browns, and the Browns are laying 11 and a half. I, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. The Browns probably going to be pretty pissed off about that coming off that that beat down the lions i get sort of a moral tie <laughs> a moral tie i guess in pittsburgh earlier i said that the the Phil, the uh green bay and, and and seattle game was the scott hansen game but really it should have been and, and if i had known that roethlisberger wasn't playing when we did this mm-hmm. podcast i absolutely would have made pittsburgh detroit the scott hansen game and the fact that that basically went on until five in the afternoon yeah <laughs> oh so I'm like trying to watch Vikings. And it was raining too, which wasn't helping these guys. Yeah, it just it just looked gross. Trying to watch Vikings charge, which is like you know a cool game. And Scott Hansen every now and then comes back. Well, let's see what's going on in this overtime game. I'm like, no, I don't care. Oh, poor Scott Hansen. Uh, yeah, the Browns are laying eleven and a half, and they got uh, I, Chubb still has not. Um, he hasn't cleared COVID protocol yet, so we don't know. Although, uh, I have a belief that he will, but we'll see. Even if he doesn't, that Darius Johnson, he had uh, 100 plus yards from scrimmage last week. I, I, I'd, I'd good. be, yeah, Darius I'd be. Johnson is legitimately good. Yeah, I would be fully, uh, you know, fully prepared to watch him slice up the Detroit Lions as well. Uh, although Donovan Peoples Jones apparently tweaked something, so they're they might be down yet another receiver, which is which is bad. Um, that said, they're playing the Detroit Lions, which is good. Uh, Browns laying eleven and a half. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I I think I gotta take the Browns here. I mean, I feel like getting one tie this year was that's all Detroit wanted. They they're gonna quit on the season now. They they're not gonna finish zero and sixteen. They've got their gold medal. Um, yeah, Browns are just significantly better. They're at home. Uh, they're coming off a beatdown, so they're going to be a little angry. I, I think. Uh, I think I go with the Browns here. I just I can't believe that my future life is going to be. You know the NFL. The NFL Network is going to do one of those because they do those top ten shows to like fill time during the you know non football months. And eventually they're going to do like top 10 worst teams of all time. And there's going to be like three or four Lions teams on that list. And I'm just going to yep. be like, Jesus crap. So bad. Uh, Taylor Tate for this one. Browns five and four, or sorry, five and five against the spread. Lions five and four. So two very solid spread teams. Cleveland Browns 17th in DVOA. Detroit Lions 29th. Craig, who you got with the Browns laying 11 and a half at home? Yeah. I just think this, this doesn't this feel like a game where Cleveland just pounds the ball, pounds the ball, pounds the ball. And then we look up and each team's had two possessions and it's 14 nothing Cleveland and we're well into the second quarter. Yeah. But it doesn't this feel does. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. It absolutely so, is. Browns. Let's talk about a game that I'm um, the spread is a little bit perplexing to me, especially because I think this is the marquee matchup to me anyway uh, of the 
one o'clock slate and a rematch of last year of a playoff game from last year. The Indianapolis Colts head into Buffalo to take on the Bills, and the Bills are laying seven. The Bills are laying a full touchdown against this Colts team, which I don't necessarily agree with. Um, the Buffalo Bills back at number one in DVOA, Colts tenth. I really like this Colts defense. I'm taking the plus seven. I I I I believe in this Colts team, and and the Bills. You know the offense hasn't been great. They haven't faced too many really, really good defenses in their schedule. I mean, the Bills' schedule, if you look at it, it's honestly, it's not that impressive um, in terms of, like, who they've won to and who they've lost to. And now, I think this is only, like, the third or fourth, not even. It's either the second or third, like, a legitimately good defense they've had to play all year. So I like the Colts. And, and like, it's going to be cold in Buffalo. It's It might be snowing a little bit. And then you'd think that would favor the Bills. But then you think, I, I think to myself, hold on. The Colts have arguably the best running back in the game right now with Derrick Henry out in Jonathan Taylor. So they can, the you know. The team want to chuck it all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And the Bills want to chuck it. So, yeah. I, like, the, the, now, the that, snow that, might favor the Colts. I, I agree, but if there's a quarterback who's like, oh, man, that guy's going to have a can, it doesn't really matter how windy it is, like, Buffalo has that player. True. So, Very true. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I am uh, – I'm not as certain about this as you. I think this is a stay away from me. I just wonder if the Bills have figured it out. Like, do the Bills just know what's going on now? and Is their offense going to be okay? If so, uh, I just don't know if the Colts – offense is going to be able to keep up with buffalo like the buffalo defense hasn't gone anywhere they've always been good if the buffalo offense is back to being good this might be the best team in the league i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure if getting a lot of short fields because uh mike white or whatever his name is for the jets throwing five interceptions i'm not i'm not sure if that means that the bills are necessarily quote unquote i I just think from an aesthetics perspective again it was against Mm. the jets i understand from an aesthetics perspective though it looked like a less frustrating offense. They were sure running the ball a little bit more uh, because teams were playing these two high safeties, and this, they're doing the same thing against Buffalo that they're doing against Kansas City. Uh, the Raiders, for some reason, didn't do it. Anyway, they're playing these two high safeties, and they're saying, hey, you're not going to beat us with chunk plays. You're going to have to run it. You're going to have to dink and dunk down the field, and you're going to have to figure this out. Um, the Bills were able to do that against the Jets. Again, like you said, short fields, fair enough. Um, we'll see if they're able to do it this week against uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so it sounds like Craig's has us to stay away. I'm really on the Colts. I like the Colts. Tail of the tape for you, for you. The Colts six and four against the spread. Buffalo Bills five three and one against the spread. So two very good teams against the spread. Uh, as I mentioned, Buffalo one and DVOA. Colts tenth. Billy Bills land seven at home. Who you got? Yeah, I'm on the Bills here. Um, I, I don't think he's, I don't think, uh, Josh Allen's going to be able to kind of do whatever he wants. Like he did last week, like last week, I think he had like 350 yards or something, but, um, I, my issue here is I don't think the Colts are going to be able to move it on Buffalo. I think for Buffalo to win by seven, um, Buffalo only needs to get 24 points and I think they should be able to handle that. So I think we'll see a low scoring game. Um, but I think Buffalo wins, uh, by more than seven. All right. Uh, next up, the New Orleans Saints are heading into Philadelphia, and this is a game I had a little bit of trouble with. Um, the Saints coming off a good, grinded-out cover, um, despite the referees' best efforts to take away that uh, that cover from the Saints, as well as pretty much just outright cost them a loss. Uh, the Eagles 
had a very good game against your Broncos, Craig, where I thought that they ran the ball really, really well. So I don't know if they figured it out. But the line is currently Eagles minus two, which perplexed me a little bit because I know that Trevor Simeon's under center, but this is still Sean Payton getting points against not a very good football team, like a, a decent football team, but not good. And I'm just staring at this. There's a lot of sharp money coming in against the Eagles. I just, man, or, or sharp, sharp money coming in on the Eagles. I like the Saints. I don't know. Am I walking into it? Is this a trap here? Am I walking into a trap? Craig, how do you feel about this one? The Eagles laying two. No, I like the Saints too. I absolutely, I think the Saints uh, are good. I, I don't know. Uh, I might be, we might be walking into the same trap. I don't know. Like, I'm, I, but I don't get it. I think that the Saints defense is like, in a really good position to make it a very hard day in the Philadelphia offense because the way the Philadelphia has been good is they've been running the ball with Howard, they've been doing all that stuff. The Saints are a legitimately good defense. So I, I think this could be – and you know what I want in this game? As I sit here and look at the number, I know it's 43.5, but I still want the under. Yeah, I don't mind that. Kamara returned to practice this week too, so that you know helps the Saints. Uh, Saints are 8th in DVOA. Philly is 15th. So Philly is climbing the ranks. They're in the top half of the league now. As far as the spread goes, the Saints 5-4 and four against the spread. Philadelphia Eagles 5-5. Five and five, So two very good spread teams. Billy, who you got in this one with the Eagles laying two? Yeah, I like the Saints here. And here in Kamara's back in prep. Kamara, much like Craig was saying about, uh, about the, the Packers, when you have a running back that can catch in the open field like that it just opens up so much room for the running game for the tight ends like those kinds of, of running backs are game changers i know a lot of people say running backs are more disposable now than ever before but the running backs like that can absolutely change the flow of a game uh but i think the saints are a better team i'm getting an extra point um i absolutely love the saints in this game all right so it sounds like all three of us like the Saints. Um, next up, a game I don't want to spend too much time on. The Miami Dolphins are heading into New York to take on the Jets. The Jets are getting three. The Dolphins laying three at home. Craig, if you would, please. Scott Hansen, <laughs> do not show this game. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't have. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit tough, but this this is this one was a pretty well slam dunk there. I I don't have anything to say on this game other than you're taking the Jets because uh, they're getting three at home. I know that the Jets, but the Dolphins shouldn't be favored on the road against anybody against anybody. So you're taking the Jets. To, do I have any dissenting opinions? FanDuel's offering this at three and a half. You perfect get more than a field goal to bet yeah. against the Miami Dolphins on the road. Yeah, Not take FanDuel it right now. Yeah, take, take it. it. Take yeah, it. absolutely. So, yeah, we're, we're all on the Jets moving on. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens head into Chicago to take on the Bears. The Ravens laying four and a half uh, in Chicago. Chicago coming off a bye. Here's what I'll say about this game. If Mac and Roquan are playing in this game, I want the Bears. If they're not, I'm off this game. Uh, Craig, do you have any anything to add to that one? Uh, I want Baltimore. I think that the Bears' defense is susceptible to some trouble for a variety of reasons, and I know that Roquan Smith and him not playing would be a big deal, as you said. Um, but I think the Bears' defense is susceptible to some uh, some problems here. I think that Lamar's had 10 days. Lamar and, and everybody there has had 10 days to sort of figure out what went wrong as Miami. I don't think the Bears' defense has anywhere close to the level of cornerbacks that 
Miami as well. We're able to throw out against uh, against them with all those weird blitzes they were doing. Um, so the Ravens figured that out. Chicago does not have the personnel to replicate that game plan. I don't think. I think Baltimore wins this one in a romp. All right. Uh, Baltimore is 11th in DVOA. Chicago is 26. So a bit of a discrepancy there. Bears four and five against the spread. Ravens three and six. So the Ravens, uh, despite their record, surprisingly not great against the spread. Uh, Billy, where are you on this one with the Ravens laying four and a half on the road? I have found the Ravens incredibly difficult to predict this year. Uh, I feel like every time I'm on them, they, they get butchered. And every time I'm off them, they, they do really well. So uh, I do think, though, that Chicago is a weak enough team that the Ravens will find a rhythm. I, I think I like the Ravens more on this one, but I'm not that confident. Certainly not one of my five. All right. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate. The Houston Texans head into Tennessee to take on the Titans, and the Titans are laying 10. I... Man, this Titans team is so fraudulent. It 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 is it boggles the mind. I'm on the Texans. Um, I love Tyrod Taylor. He I know he was bad two weeks ago, but he, he that was his first game back from a major injury. He's now had uh, one week of game action plus another bye week to get himself perfectly ready for this game. The Titans are uh, somewhat fraudulent in in my mind, especially with that like that roughing the passer call that, that flipped that or flipped yeah, that bad. game off the interception that was that was bad in a, in a year of just absolutely that terrible was, calls that was as bad a rough of the passer call as i've seen i think yeah like it, the it guy was... put his hand, hand in the same plate and that was roughing the passer like and it was it wasn't even late like it was it was bad that being said i look at the titans and 19th in dpoa on offense 12th on defense yet as we know, eight and two. Are they just a team that when they're playing these close games, their head coach is just so together and so with it and has such a good plan, they just find ways to win? Might be. They're getting a little bit of help. but uh... head coach. I think they've got a very good head coach. I, I really do believe that. Not even necessarily from a, a game day and scheme perspective. Like, the defense is, is fine, not great. Maybe a little bit better than you might think. Um, but just from a perspective of, all right, I know what our plan is here on game day. I'm not going to get too panicked. If we have to make adjustments, I will. Like, I just think that they've got a good coach from that perspective. That being said, I still don't know if I want to give up 10 points to bet on them this week. Here's how, you know, Mike Vrabel is a good head coach or, or at least has a good head on his shoulders. Um, when Derrick Henry went down and they signed Adrian Peterson, he didn't immediately fall into the trap of, okay, I'm going to try to use Adrian Peterson to replicate Derrick Henry. Right? You know, no. like he, he, he did not fall into that. Three guys do stuff. They're using three guys to do the stuff that Derrick Henry did. Yeah, yeah. And that's and, and then throwing a little bit more, which is, uh, quite frankly, exactly what they should be doing, I think. And so so they've got that going for uh, them, which is nice. Yeah, here's the, the, the downside to what they've done, though, with that. And they, they know this. I'm not telling them they don't, they don't already know is the thing about having Derrick Henry is he's out there every play, so you think there's a good chance they run, but you don't know because they could do anything. But when McNichols is out there, assuming he's healthy this week, which apparently he's not going to be, but when McNichols is out there, you're thinking to yourself, this is probably going to be a pass. When Foreman's out there, you're thinking to yourself, uh, or Peterson, I think this is probably going to be a run, and you're going to be right more than you're wrong. Um, so there's there's that part of it, and that's part of what the reason why Derrick Henry is so good is 
him being out there doesn't really tell you anything about what they might be doing. Uh, nonetheless, I uh, I think the Titans win this game just not by 10. Uh, I like the Texans, and uh, in my opinion, don't shy away from the Texans on the money line in this one. I think uh, I think there's a chance that, yeah, that they pull a little bit of the out. Don't shy away. Don't go full hog, but uh, don't shy away. Billy, what do you think about this one with the Titans laying 10? Yeah, I, I think it probably is too many. Um, give me Houston, but I have no reason to watch this game or care about either of these teams. Um, uh, I think Tennessee, they're certainly a fraudulent 8-2. and two. Um, they're, they're a decent team, but yeah, 8-2 is far too high. Um, yeah, give me Houston. Houston's plus, Houston's plus 400 at Caesars. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I don't hate it. Uh, yeah, you're probably right, Bill. It's probably a, bit, a, a little too harsh with the whole fraudulent. They're a fraudulent eight and two. I like the way you put that better. I, 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 I'd certainly like the way. Like the Titans are not a horrible football team. They're just they shouldn't be eight and two. Um, all right, so we yeah, declared. They should, they're a team deserving of hosting a playoff game in the round, round one of the playoffs, which that may, they may wind up getting a buy. So maybe that'll be the fraudulent part. But like they're the best team in that division and. I, I don't think there are a lot of teams who I like better than them in the AFC South, certainly in the AFC rather, not not the AFC South because I don't like any of those teams better. But like I certainly think Buffalo is better than they are, um, but like and Baltimore is better than they are. But like, are the Patriots better? I don't think so. Kansas City's probably better once Kansas City figures their lives out. But you know, Tennessee's like I think Tennessee's better than Cleveland. I think they're better than the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we declared Colts-Bills the marquee matchup, and then Dolphins-Jets was a slam-dunk Scott Hansen game of the week. So let's head on to the afternoon games. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals head into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Bengals coming off a bye. Raiders getting plus one at home. I I kind of like the Raiders here. I, I It just seems a little bit too easy for the Bengals, and I think the Raiders are a team that... You know, they had a lot going on last week. Bad spot for them. Absolute, like, like the cheat, like, it, it was a bad spot. Everything snowballed on them. Patrick Mahomes got into a rhythm, and then everything just absolutely got away from him. And even then, Deshaun Jackson, I don't know what the hell happened on that play. It looked like he short-circuited because he caught the ball. Nobody near him. All he had to do was run forward and I think that would have made it like a three or a four point game or something like that off a bomb to Deshaun Jackson. And instead he ran five yards backwards into the defender and fumbled the ball. And I, like, I just, I could not believe that play. It was so weird. And, and Craig, you messaged our, our group text and was like, man, was Deshaun Jackson shaving points in this game? Cause like, that was just so weird. That being said, Kansas City was up by so much at that point. Like, okay, they've covered the spread, man. Like you don't have to like, you know, I don't think they were like the game was still the game wasn't at a hand when Deshaun made that play. Like thirteen points then. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, like he he if he'd have scored there, it would have been a one possession game off a bomb too. So it, like who knows if if the game would have flipped because of that? But it it was just so it was bizarre. It was an absolutely bizarre play. Billy, what do you think about this one? Raiders getting one uh, at home against the Bengals. Yeah, I kind of like. The Bengals here. I, I've, I've been a believer in the Bengals this year, and they've let me down a few times. But they're uh, they were bye week last week, right? So um, they're coming off a bit of rest. I I, I like the Bengals here. T- 
tail of the tape for this one. The Cincinnati Bengals are 25th in DVOA, and the Las Vegas Raiders are where's Las Vegas? And they're 23rd. So this is not a you know according to DVOA, these teams are not as good as their records are kind of showing. Spread wise, Bengals four and five, Raiders four and five. So there's nothing to discern there. Uh, Craig, where do you feel about this one? Yeah, I, I think that we're in a situation here with the Raiders where that everything is falling apart. Everything's falling apart. And I think that there's just been a lot of crazy crap that's happened. And I think that we just might be in a situation where it's just going to overwhelm the rest of the season. Um, I thought that the effort against Kansas City was, was poor when, sort of, when things started to get a little bit negative. I think that we're going to see that again. Uh, so I, I want the Bengals here, and I think the Bengals win big. Mm, interesting. All right. Um, I kind of like the Raiders. I, I think I think last week was might have been a little bit of an of a just it, it might have just been the no effing way game for uh, for the Raiders, and I, I'm I'm predicting a little bit of bit of a bounce back. So uh, maybe you and I off uh, off Mike place a little wager on this one. Um, they, they lost the the week before. True. That is true. Ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, what should be what we're hoping, if if in fact the Chiefs have got it together, this should be a damn good football game. The Dallas Cowboys head into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs laying two and a half, so the the Chiefs are, are the short home favorite uh, in this one. Um, we liked the Cowboys last week, and I know Craig, you were one who said, "Okay, that was that that game against the Broncos. That was just a one-off for the for the Bron- for the uh, Cowboys. They're gonna get back at it." And boy, did they ever! Because they absolutely trounced the Falcons, um, and here they are against the Chiefs. And I wasn't competitive. No, that game wasn't competitive. That being said, Dak Prescott made some great throws in that game. The throw to Lamb on his second t- touchdown. <laughs> There, he's got like, you know, a couple guys getting after him and he kind of just throws a little bit to the corner of the end zone and lamb just goes and gets it like, Oh, oh that was just beautiful to watch. Yeah. That, that a lot of good stuff there. Um, I want the Cowboys here because you can run on the Chiefs, and that's exactly what you want to do against the Chiefs, and that's exactly what the Cowboys are equipped to do. So I like the Cowboys getting the two and a half here. Uh, Craig, what do you think? I think Dak has become uh, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. I really believe that. And I think that stuff that we've seen like guys like Manning and Brady and Rodgers do over the years when it comes to, oh, I'm going to find the guy who is not good enough to be in coverage against one of my good receivers and burn that guy until he's like embarrassed to show his face at a family reunion. Look at you, Marcus Cooper. Um, I think Dak's going to be able to do that. Daniel Sorensen is that guy for Kansas City. Quarterback has ever. just been torching that guy. Dak is going to find, like, at some point in this game, and probably on a pretty regular basis, Daniel Sorensen's going to have to be covering one of Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, or Michael Gallup. And I think that's going to go poorly. Um, so I think that we're going to see, like you said, Dallas is going to run the ball, and they're going to be able to do it successfully. And I think we're going to see them be able to throw it, too. Cowboys put up a lot of points in this game, and I think they win. And I think they win by quite a bit. Uh, tale of the tape for this one: the Dallas Cowboys, eight and one, a robust eight and one against the spread. Uh, meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs are three and seven, so in an obvious uh, discrepancy there. Dallas third in DVOA, Kansas City, 
Uh, where are you hiding there, Kansas City? 14th, so Dallas with a little bit of, the, uh, of an advantage there. Billy, what do you think? Chiefs land two and a half at home. Yeah, I'm on Dallas here. I mean, Dak Prescott has been able to capitalize on bad defenses all year, um, and Kansas City is exactly that. I think uh, I think we'll see some points in this game, but the, the Dallas defense will be able to slow Kansas City down more than the other way around. So I'm all over Dallas here. Last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Arizona Cardinals head into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Cardinals are laying two and a half. That must be the Kyler Murray line, right? That, yeah. Uh, has to be. Yeah. yeah. And Murray said this week that he thinks he's going to be able to play. Now, that being yeah. said, he said that last week and the week before. So, But I, mm. I, I, I have a tendency to believe him a little more this time. There's no way that Arizona's favored in Seattle with, with – with Colt McCoy as quarterback, right? It's impossible. Yeah, that, that has said, to be the Kyler Merlin. The Seahawks offense ever look bad. Like, it's not going to look that bad again this week. But, jeez, did they ever look bad on offense. That was just unwatchable. It was bad. Yeah, that. I mean, zero points. First time they ever got shut out in Russell Wilson's career. It's just quite clearly obvious that he was playing with a hand that had screws put in it several weeks earlier it just man i i don't know they probably should have waited another bit i mean it's you know hindsight 2020 obviously but and i'm like if you're the cardinals too you got a bye week next week maybe sit kyle the road i mean can you beat the seahawks with colt mccoy maybe i'm i'm not saying you can't um the uh tale of the tape for this one the arizona cardinals are currently fourth in dvoa and the Seattle Seahawks are 13th. Um, as far as the spreads go, Cardinals 3-7, and seven, Seahawks 5-4, and four, two very solid teams. Billy, what do you think about this one? Cardinals laying 2.5 in Seattle. I think it's got to be the Cardinals here. I, I thought this line would be higher than it was. Um, I think the Cardinals are a better football team. I think Seattle has, has struggled quite a bit, especially in the last little while. Like you said, um, I see no reason to – to go with Seattle here. Give me Arizona. All right. Uh, Sunday nighter. Not a great one. I, I mean, I guess one in, in on paper at the beginning of the season, this was a good one. I'm surprised it didn't flex this one out. Could have had Chiefs Cowboys or something like that. Um, Steelers are heading into Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Chargers Vegas zone laying five and a half. Um, I don't think we know if uh, Ben Roethlisberger is playing, but uh i think he's trending towards playing it does say unsure tj watt is going to play so that'll help i'll tell you i think i would prefer it gambling wise if big ben actually played i would i would i would feel more confident about taking the chargers minus five and a half if uh if big ben was playing not because i think big ben is worse than mason rudolph because that's simply not true but because i mean we just saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to practice or do anything for a while with the COVID issue. So if Big Ben is out there, I'm just I just think that the the Steelers offense just might be super abysmal this week because he hasn't been practicing or, or what have I you with the with the Steelers. Going to be super I think the Steelers offense is going to be super abysmal this week no matter who plays quarterback. Fair. Uh but like I would just I would Feel right now it's a stay away for me, but I think if they announce that Ben's playing, I think I want the Chargers minus the five and a half if he's playing, just because like 
We haven't. We've yet to see someone in the National Football League come back from COVID, especially in the QB position, come back after missing a week because of COVID and look crisp. Uh, that has never happened. So I, I would so be on I, the Chargers. I agree with you. I, I, I don't care who plays quarterback. I want the Chargers. Okay. Um, so Craig is on the Chargers. I'm on the Chargers. Billy, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I think I like the Chargers more. Maybe not as confident as you guys, but um, I've been burned by the Chargers this year before. Uh but, yeah, I do not have a lot of faith in Pittsburgh, no matter who's playing quarterback. I think the offense is, is struggling, uh, and I think Herbert has looked good. So give me the Chargers. I think they'll be able to get uh, at least a decent lead here. All right. Uh, some of the books are offering this over-under at 48.5. If you can find that, I really like the under. Yeah, me too. I do enjoy the under. Uh, Monday Nighter, the New York Giants coming off a of bye week taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are coming off of uh, two losses over the course of the last three weeks, and they snuck a little bye week in there. So a, a, a rather perplexing loss off a of bye week um, on the road, but it wasn't against Washington. I'll tell you what I want to happen in this game. I want, I don't think it'll happen, but I'll tell you why. I want the Giants to win this game. Because if the Giants win this game and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drop three in a row, their Super Bowl future odds are going to be so juicy after that Giants game <laughs> that uh, I, I, I think futures-wise, that's one of the best things that can possibly happen for us is, is if the Bucks somehow drop this game. That said, I think I'm going to be suggesting that we, for the first time, in survivor picks this year take the monday nighter and uh, i think it's time for us to use the tampa bay buccaneers who are laying 11 and a half points in this game billy what do you think bucks laying 11 against the giants yeah i gotta go with the bucks here um and i'll tell you two years ago i wouldn't have gone with the bucks here um but brady loves to run it up there's just so many situations where you're like i don't know why he needed to go deep there um I think if they win, which they will, which is why they're a great survivor pick, they will win big, which is why I, I like the Bucks to cover. Uh, the New York football giants against the spread are five and four. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three and six, so the Bucks have not been covering these high spreads. Craig, how do you feel about this one? Bucks laying 11 at home. I think the Giants cover and the Bucks win the game. Ooh. Okay. Is Barkley I think that... Barkley is back. I think it's a situation where the Giants are able to do just enough on offense. Uh, remember, the Buccaneers, uh, and I talk about it all the time, it's not just injuries, it's injury clustering. The Buccaneers' secondary has been ravaged by injury clustering. And I think that Jones might have a, a, a decent game in this one, be able to score a few points to keep up, but the, the Buccaneers still win. Yeah, and this is one of the spots where you like to take Daniel Jones because uh, his road numbers, for whatever reason, are a lot better. So on the road, getting a lot against a, a injury-riddled secondary, it's a good spot for the Giants. So I, I think I agree with you, but uh, I still like the Bucks. Um, as far as Survivor goes, so that is it for our coverage of Week 11. All that's left to do is picks and then come up with a consensus Survivor pool. Um, I actually won last week with the 3-2 and two record, so why don't I kick it off for the first time in probably this season because I've been dreadful. Um, give me Atlanta plus the 7 on the Thursday night. I'm going to take Houston plus 10. 
I'm, I'm, I believe in the Colts. I'm going to lay the seven with the Col- or I'm going to take the seven with the Colts. I'm going to take the two and a half with your Vikings, Billy. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just stepping both. I'm jumping with in with both feet into the bear trap with this, uh, with this New Orleans Saints plus two. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Saints plus two. So Falcons, Texans, Colts, Vikings, Saints for Matt Pierce. Uh, Billy, week eleven, who you got? All right, I will take the Cowboys. I will take the Bills. I will go with Arizona. I will take the San Francisco 49ers. And the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, Billy digging on the favorites this week. Uh, Craig, take us home for week 11. All right, so I'm taking the Falcons as well. That's uh, that's a good pick this week. I will be taking the Dallas Cowboys. I'll be taking the Los Angeles Chargers. I'll take the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, give me the Bengals. All right. Um, so last week uh, we said on the pod that we were going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers, but once Roethlisberger was announced out and it was Mason Rudolph, there was no way in hell we were going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I took to most social media platforms to announce that for the second week in a row, because we got knocked out of Survivor Pool officially two weeks ago, that we would be taking the Dallas Cowboys, who went on to dust the Atlanta Falcons. So... Um, not super embarrassing for us, even though we're technically not out. So this is not bragging. This is me just audibling and saying, hey, maybe watch us, uh, follow us on social medias and whatnot, because we sometimes change this stuff up from the podcast. Um, unless I hear any any other dissenting opinions, uh, I'm, I think it's time for us to lock in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because we haven't used them yet this year. Uh, what do you guys think? Check. Yep. Yep. All right. So we are going... With Tampa Bay for Week 11. So if you still got Tampa, use them now. I don't think there's going to be a better uh, opportunity for the rest of the year. That is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and most pretty much any other podcatcher you can think of. We're most likely on there. Um... That is it for sports for this week. Uh, but uh, we also did the Eternals review a couple weeks ago uh, or a week or so ago. So if you've seen the Eternals in the meantime, uh, please go back and check out uh, Kevin and I on the other side of this podcast talking about the Eternals. And uh, I have yet to see. Have you tried? Have you deigned to watch the second season of Tiger King yet, Craig? No, Stacey and I were talking about it. We're going to do it tonight. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, we'll see about doing that, and then maybe we maybe we revisit Tiger King Season 2. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that will be it for the Crossover Podcast. Thank you, as always. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Uh-huh.